What's up? Are you unhappy? Do you wish you were happy? Do you wish life was easier? Maybe joyous all the time? Well, today in like we're going to talk about how to live a happy life. This is the Existential Stoic Podcast. I'm Danny here with my buddy Randy. What's up, Randy? Yo, Danny. Do you ever, do you, ever you know, well, are you happy? And have you ever struggled with happiness? I'm usually happy until someone asks me that question, are you happy? Yeah. And then they start thinking about it. And that's the easiest way to not be happy. But right. you know, happiness, happiness is an elusive beast. It's something that I think a lot of people try to have to be. And it's one of those things where the only time you're going to have it is when you're not thinking about it. Yeah, it is one of those things where like it seems like, you know, the happiest I am is when I'm like doing stuff like either like, you know, hanging out with friends or with loved ones or, you know, doing a work or something that's going really well or like a project or hobby. And like I'm engaged in something and present. It seems like I'm happy when I'm present. But, you know, once you take yourself out of that present moment, no longer, you know, if that makes sense. When somebody asks you, are you happy, like snaps you out of it. And then you think about it and it's like, then all the other stuff comes flooding in. Cause I swear it's like happiness exists in that moment. I can't have all the other stuff around it. Like, you know, yeah. and I think that's, yeah, that's where it lives. <laughs> yeah. I heard, I heard an interesting equation one time that said happiness is equal to reality minus expectations. So like, if you think that things are going to be really good and in reality, they're not, not happy. But if you have low expectations for something, then it's really good. You're like, oh, this is awesome. I love it. Uh, yeah. It actually kind of makes a little bit of sense. You know, it's funny, too, because I've also heard, like, they said, uh, what was it? When they talk about, you know, they said most people, like, optimism, like, optimistic people tend to be happier. But it is, like, you're also, like, in a sense, lying to yourself, um, you know, to a certain extent. But it's helpful because of, like, motivation, energy levels. You know, just being like, you know, more positive, I guess. So it does make you happy. It's kind of funny. Well, that, like, it's like, it's <laughs> like, would you rather be truthful to yourself or would you rather be happy? I'm like, I'll be happy any day of the week. Happy any day of the week. I mean, I'll lie to myself, whatever it takes. I'll be happy. That's fine. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny too. Cause like, I guess the thing with the happy life that always got me too is like, people will always say they want to be happy. But it doesn't seem like they have a clear idea of what that means. And I think, I think at least my my gut sort of assumption is, and you know, from talking to students in ethics a lot, I, I get this assumption re- uh, confirmed is that most people think happiness is like associated more with feeling now. So like you know, feeling good, comfortable, maybe like you know, feelings of pleasure, stuff like that, and that leaves a lot of life out. You know, because I mean, you can only be happy in those times. And if you imagine being like that all the time, it's fairly unrealistic. Mm-hmm. Also, also, there's the whole false mental model that we have of like, when I get do or be have this, then I'll be happy. And it's like, if you yeah. look back through your life, because I did that, I still do that all the time. <laughs> but <laughs> but I catch myself doing it now a little bit more often. But like, I, I look back through my, oh my God, I do, I used to do it all the time. I would be miserable and I'd be like, oh, this is what's wrong with my life. When I have that, then I'll be happy. When I achieve that, then I'll be happy. When this happens, then I'll be happy. And I can look back and those things happen and it didn't make me any happier. You know? No, it doesn't. And that's the funny thing too, because we always tell ourselves, I think it might be like 
sometimes I think it is like a way of, you know, a way to get through a, like, you know, something difficult where you're like, all right, once this is done, once I complete this thing, then it'll be good, you know? But the problem with that is it is a total lie because if you're not changing anything about yourself, you're just completing tasks. It doesn't, it's not going to make you happy necessarily. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. One of the, th one of the things that I do when I catch myself in that faulty mental loop is instead of saying like, when this happens, then I'll be happy. When that happens, then I'll be happy. I ask myself, what can I be happy about now? Because when when you have this if-then thing with happiness, it guarantees that you're not going to be happy now. Because you say, if my happiness depends on this thing which I don't have, then I need to get that thing. But that means that I can't have happiness right now because I don't have that thing that my happiness depends on. So I, I try and trick my mind a little bit where I'm like, okay, what can I be happy about right now? Oh, still got two legs. Pretty freaking awesome. How about that? <laughs> you know, it's funny though, too, because that is true. Like, you know, when we when we engage in that kind of thinking of like, you know, I'll be happy when this happens or when I get this, you know, your happiness becomes a condition of something outside, right? You completing some project or achievement or acquiring some object or something. And it's like, okay, but you still have your whole life and you still have all the time in between. So what's going on? And I always found it funny too, you know, when you look you look at all these ancient ancient and, and not so ancient thinkers, thousands of years of human beings, all these very smart people that have asked this question about what's a good life and what's happiness, they seem many of them seem to land on like, you know, living in the present, enjoying the journey, you know, um, taking things as they come, you know, uh, being a good person. I mean, they none of it is about acquiring things, usually not about achieving specific ends or goals like it's pretty funny that we have thought this way. We've become so, and maybe it's because of like our society and culture. Like we've become so oriented towards like, you know, having the most, being the best, that type of thing. And thinking that if we're not the best or have the most, we fail. And so mm -hmm. can clearly can't be happy, right? Because we don't have the most. So we're not the best. Well, so, I mean, you make a very good point there. The whole like future oriented perspective that we have because i caught myself on this yesterday i was sitting outside in nature and i was i was planning the rest of my day and the rest of my week and the rest of everything when like the goal for the past week or whatever was to spend this time out in nature like that was my goal to now be there. there and then when i'm there <laughs> i'm planning for the next thing totally and i caught myself in it yesterday and then i was just like whoa I'll figure that stuff out later. Look around. And it was just like, oh, I'm in nature. How about this? Wow, look at that. Yeah, you know, it's funny. I feel like I realized that so late in life that if I just focus on what I'm doing at the moment, it's so much better. And I enjoy it so much more than when I am my brain's off in a different place. And I think we all know this, but it's so hard to like, it's like you ever try to watch a movie when you have something on your mind. You can't pay attention to it, you know? And the same is true of like spending time with other people or being in nature or whatever you're doing. Like if you're thinking about other stuff, you're not there. You're just not engaged with it. And I think, you know, that's got to be one of the major faults to why we can't be happy is because we're constantly like not here or elsewhere. We're worried about, you know, planning the week, like you said, or planning out the next 10 years or trying to figure out, you know, it's like and you just can't be present and engaged with what you're doing. Mm hmm. 
Well, the other tricky thing, you were mentioning like the ancient philosophers and everything. And I remember Marcus Aurelius, he said something along the lines of like, stop living like you got a thousand lifetimes to live. Like you're here today, you're gone today. You got to start living now. But then on the other hand, it's like, well, you can't be so focused on getting stuff done, like so such in a hurry that you don't have patience. So it's difficult because you have to, you can't be, you can't not do anything. But then at the same time, you can't try too hard. It's like you got to find the golden mean between like doing too much and not doing anything. And yeah. Well, to that point, though, I think part of what he's suggesting, though, is that it's not it's reminding ourselves that we don't have infinite time, not so that we can just laser, you know, um, you know, because we when we think we have a lot of time, we just, you know, we don't do anything. It's more to just I think his point is to motivate you to do things that are most important to you now. Don't wait. Like if if spending time with your friends or family or something is really important, do that then. Because, you know, you might not have time, right? You might die sooner than you think, or you're going to die. I mean, keeping that in mind that, you know, what I'm spending my time on is the time that I have. That's it. So mm-hmm. using that to help motivate, like, good decision-making, but that also implies that you make good decisions <laughs> and you know what you want, which is, I mean, I think he probably did because he spent a lot of time writing thinking about it and even then you know you see him go back over and over again the same things because they probably came up a lot you know what i mean I think that's that's a difficulty yo as an aside don't you think it would be cool to like go back in time and meet marcus aurelius like i can't think of a single person living today who i actually want to meet but like i think it would be so cool to go back and meet him that would be awesome yeah well, it would be interesting too just because like he's such a um He's such not what what you would expect for the for the person for the role that he was in, you know. He was he was the tippy top of that whole society, you know, <laughs> like literally. And yeah, and yet he was like he was so humble, and you know, not. I mean, mm-hmm. if you look at other Roman emperors and then you compare him to him, I mean, there many of them are very far off from what you know, very different. You know, mm-hmm. lavish, huge palaces, stuff like that. He was on the front lines fighting. I mean, it's pretty interesting to see, like, he was very humble and grounded, um, which is interesting. You don't get that often. Yeah. yeah. He would be an interesting so, character. So. Yeah. I think an important thing for happiness is uh, cultivating relationships and friendships. That's yeah. pretty darn important. And uh, that's something that I kind of picked up later on and later in life, because I thought happiness was all about achievement. And then I went down that whole achievement rabbit hole and it, you know, got me nowhere. Yeah. Well, achievements, I think it can be good. I mean, they can add to our life, you know, but like, I, I you know, it's always tough because I feel like we, we have a tendency to always focus so much energy on one thing, like, like achievements will make me happier. This. And we forget all the other that were like, you know, a person's got many parts, many faceted, you know, and you kind of have to you have to have a whole life, not just like a very narrow life in order to be happy, probably. Um, but, yeah, I think you're right. Like, I mean, you know, cultivating friendships and relationships is really important. And I think one of the things that that entails is actually cultivating good relationships, which takes time. And so you can't have I think one of the mistakes people do today is they want all these acquaintances, all these, you know, likes and stuff on social media and whatnot but they don't have real relationships either because you're spending all your time doing something that kind of is empty and an empty gesture instead of spending time on like real communication and stuff Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, and it's really messing up the, the uh, like the mind or the psychology or the psyche of the youth yes. growing up in the age yeah. like this. Because there was some book that I was reading where it was talking about some newspaper headline where it was like child suicide rates are up. Nobody knows why. And it's like, it's very clear why. Like, it's called yeah. social media. It's very yeah. clear why. And uh, It's yeah. crazy. There mm-hmm. was a uh, there's a nonprofit that does uh, they check like on social media networks for like safety and stuff and they um they made I think it was it was TikTok they made an account on TikTok and they made an account they made multiple of like as if they they put in the like parameters that they were like a I think a a teenage girl you know young young girl and within eight minutes they got they got content that was related to eating disorders and bodily harm for all these accounts, something like that. So it was like, you know, of course, because you're getting thrown all this stuff in your face <laughs> all the time. And it's just, yeah, it's messed up. But, you mm-hmm. know, it's funny. I also remember they were playing commercials for a while. I remember seeing them where, like, targeted at young young kids, like, probably, like, you know, teenagers. And the whole point of the commercial was, like, if your friend seems down, ask them why. Like, if your buddy seems depressed, say something. And it's like, <laughs> and it just shows you, I think, it's like, you know, people have lost the ability to have like good communication skills and really open up with friends. Cause you need to be comfortable with somebody to do that. And I think that's yeah, one of the also, issues with, this. Dude, with social media it makes it so difficult because your whole entire life becomes something that everybody sticks their nose in and it's permanent record. It's like yeah. the two worst things you could possibly have for your, for your, I don't know, your privacy, your own personal life is all yeah. that. Well, that's why everybody presents their life as if it's perfect, because mm-hmm. everybody sees it, you know? They're not going on social media and talking about the real things that are happening. And, like, you know, it's pictures from, you know, standing outside of this place and doing this. And, like, yeah. So it is an issue. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, my I gosh. That's... I think I have a problem. Is I get so... I Like, I have <laughs> fantasized the past week about, like, grabbing people's cell phones and just throwing it or, like, smashing it into the ground. I have a problem. You talk about it a lot. Yeah. <laughs> you do. You mention it quite often. <laughs> I don't know, like, though, because it is yeah. frustrating, though. It is. Like, you know, I... Dude, I've been getting... You know, honestly, like, I was... Because I had to teach the summer, so I was going driving back to work, you know? So I was commuting. And, dude, the amount of people I saw in their cars who wouldn't go at the light would turn green and they just sit there and I could see them like this. They're just looking at their phone or like, you know, standing in line and not moving because they don't even realize that the world, what's going on around them. They're just so engrossed in that. And it's, it's aggravating. Or do really like the, okay. So like the two instances. So one was in a library and there are signs up all over that say quiet. And there's somebody typing on their phone. And it's one of those things where every button they click on their phone is like, because they turn the volume off. Yeah. Yeah. And I just wanted to like grab their phone and throw it against that sign that said quiet. And then there was another thing in a locker room where there's like no cell phones in there because there's naked people. And this this dude's just sitting there like playing on his phone, like naked playing on his phone. And it's just like, Oh my gosh. Yeah. I have a problem. Yeah, but you know, <laughs> my life is, isn't perfect. Everybody <laughs> else's not, life is perfect. My life is not perfect. Yeah. No, I just, I got to get you though. I hear you because it is, it's very frustrating. And I think, you know, I think it's funny too, because like we're, we're old enough that we grew up without cell phones and without even computers really for most of our, you know, 
you know, for most of the early years of our lives. So we still remember, I think, very clearly what it was like. And it's interesting how it's changed so much. Like, I remember waiting for stuff in line and people would all talk in line and stuff. And now everybody's just like on their phones, playing games and scrolling. Like, you, you know, it's really interesting, but it changed things dramatically. So, yeah, I get it, I think. And I don't, we don't adapt that fast either. We're not, you know, this is so new that it's probably messed our heads up so much dealing with it because we haven't adjusted to how to use it healthy yet. So, like, I when I have these things, I question, like, the hierarchy of rules because it's like I, I think, okay, I'm respecting a rule that if there's a sign that says it should be quiet in the library, it should be quiet, and this person's not respecting the rule. So then I'm like, well, I could grab their cell phone and throw it against the wall. But then I would be breaking the rule of not damaging someone else's property. But it's like, hey, they're breaking a rule. I'm breaking a rule. But two wrongs. Just right get correct. super glue and put glue on the back <laughs> and just stick it to the sign. <laughs> that would be hilarious. Well, I always... try and peel it off the wall. <laughs> I mean, especially the locker room, though. It's like that's especially a place where you shouldn't have your cell phone out because, you know, people... Dude don't want pictures taken of them or video taken of them when they're changing and stuff and showering. Mm-hmm. That's not right. So yeah, that's an area but, where but it happens so often in the locker room. Cause got like I, guys go in there and literally the only thing they'll, they'll be sitting in the locker room for 20 minutes on their phone. And there's a sign right next to them where they're sitting that says no phones. <laughs> and they're on their phone for 20 minutes, like yeah. totally oblivious to this is a changing room. Not a freaking... Uh... Well, that's just it, though. It makes you totally... Like, it, it hijacks... Like, literally, that, that idea of hijacking your brain is such a good way to say it, because it does. Like, you just see people... The world around them just disappears. And it's like they're just in this little bubble, and all that matters is what's on that screen in front of them. And it's... Yeah. It's not probably not a good thing. Because that's not the kind mm-hmm. of either being present that's healthy and, and promotes happiness, either. It's the kind of being present mm-hmm. that really destroys it. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So anyways, how does one be happy? What is is it even worth being happy? You know, I think this is even I, something we can control. Who knows? I mean, if it's a, if it's a feeling and an emotion, maybe up to a point, but not totally, you know, and if I don't know, I think this is the other thing about happiness. that's always interested in me is like, how do we find it? What does it mean? And like I said, if you look back, like, I do like a lot of the ancient definitions where the focus is on like things that you have control of, like your character, the type of person you are, and, you know, trying to live in the moment or in the present. And none of them think any of those things are easy. They're all very hard. They take a lifelong to work on. But the value of working on them makes you, you know, more equipped to, to live in this world and be, you know, happy about it, you know, or like feel good about your life or just feel positive about your life. And I think, you know, so in that sense, I guess, like a happy life is being, you know, one where we're present, one where we, you know, take care of all of our interests. So we have like a well-developed life is good, but it's so easy, you know, nowadays to focus on just a couple things. And I think that really does get us. So knowing what happiness is or what a happy life looks like, because I think everybody's different, you know, with the continent life, it'll be different. You know, you might want a family, you might want to live geographically in different places you know whatever it is um but figuring that out is, is going to be a key part of it probably hmm. and then developing a character when you mentioned that it reminded me of something i heard where like the achievement of goals is important not for actually achieving the goal but for the person that you become in achieving them 
Yeah. Because we were well, you know, talking about that earlier. Yeah. Well, no, you know, it's funny. is like, I think that's the funny thing about uh, education now, too. Because, like, education that, you, you know, that used to be the case was, like, you do all this stuff. And the point was is that you're building character traits and you're building, you know, an ability to do hard work and stuff later on and learn skills and stuff. It wasn't about just getting A's. But then it became all about, you know, really just that and being at the top and getting high scores that the rest of it got forgotten. The point of like why you're doing it gets lost. You know, it's not about getting an A. It's about what you're learning and learning the skills and learning how to think. And we totally just lost that. And I think that's, you know, a huge part of it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. If I had to summarize how to be happy, I have no idea. It's just it's I <laughs> I don't I don't really put too much uh, emphasis on being happy. Like, sure, I prefer being happy to not being happy, and I think most people probably do. But it's something that it comes and it goes. And the more I want it and try to get to it, the more elusive it is. So, yeah, it, I I always just. I mean, my thing is always just trying to find what I can be happy about here and now. I guess it's more about like contentment or enjoyment or peacefulness or one of those types of terms, because it's more like, you know, I have I have food, I have clothing, I have shelter. And yet my mind still thinks I need so much more, but I have everything that I need. So it's like, can I be content with this here and now? Well, I like that. So it sounds like you're trying to focus more on being like present and being grateful or enjoying what you actually have rather than thinking you're always lacking something, you know, because when you focus on like the future or stuff, you're always lacking something. Right. So, yeah, I think that's a good, definitely health, healthy and a good way to look at it. You know, it's funny. I think I always liked one of the things um, Aristotle says, too, is like that the reason like why you want to be a good person and stuff is because. It makes you more equipped to handle the ups and downs in life because you have a balance. You come at it from a balanced state, right? Like you're a balanced character and all. And I think I always think of happiness like that, like a happy life is one where like, look, good, good and bad things are always going to happen. We can't control like things in the world, right? So people might die that we love. You know, there's going to be accidents. There's going to be disasters. Stuff happens. But how well you handle it and how you respond to it, I think, is directly related to, you know, your your present state of being like whether you're happy or not or whether whatever you want to call it right so character development there for him was important because you just have a balanced character you're, you're better equipped to handle those things you're not going to fly off the handle you're not going to go to one you know go to one extreme or the other and so i think for me at least a lot of it is that like working on myself to try to get to that point where you know what life throws at me i can handle in a you know better way and i am not like you know, it's not totally determining, you know, my state of mind every time something happens around me. Mm. Yeah, that's a good one. I like that. So, yeah, I think that's a good place to end it. Okay, there you go. So there you have it. Hopefully I'll help you guys live a happy life or at least, you know, keep trying to because that's important. This is the Existential Stoic Podcast. Check us out on YouTube or wherever you get your podcast. Please like, share, subscribe. It helps us out a lot. If you have a few minutes, we have a survey. It's in the link in the show notes or description. Uh, it only takes a few minutes. Um, we're going to try and create something that hopefully will help you guys out. And if you do the survey, you will get it for free. So please take some time to do that. And we'll be back later this week with a quick fix. Until then, later, Andy. Later, Danny.